Welcome everyone to the Dave, JPN, and the Dog Show. I am your host for the evening, JPN. Dave and the Dog will not be able to join me this evening. They got some stuff going on. And last week, the Dog and I discussed Global Lockdown Mania Part 1. And we will continue that discussion probably next week. And tonight I am going to uh, be discussing another topic that I feel is very, very important. And that is the silencing of medical doctors who believe that COVID-19 could be treated with alternative and holistic medications. Now, with that being said, I know there's a lot of controversy with the drug hydroxychloroquine. Uh, President Trump had promoted the drug. He had stated he was taking the drug. And it became arguably probably the most politicized drug of the 21st century. Which in a lot of ways is really, really weird because the drug has been around since 1955. It has been used mainly to treat malaria, as well as rheumatoid arthritis. People have been taking it for years. Uh, it has always uh, been known to have minimal side effects. It was actually recommended for SARS COVID in 2009 as a possible treatment. And of course, for some reason during this pandemic, it has been shut down. Now, in addition to hydroxychloroquine, there have been a number of other treatments that have been offered as options, mainly the use of vitamins and supplementation. Vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc. There have been a number of uh, nutritional IVs that have also been discussed as possible treatments, and still, these treatments, according to the Federal Trade Commission, if they're promoted by a doctor, they are dismissed. Doctors are told not to discuss these treatments any longer. For example, uh, Dr. Brownstein, who uh, is a clinical physician, he practices uh, holistic medicine mainly, but he is an MD, and he had discussed in May about what he was doing to treat patients that uh, had come in with uh, COVID-19. And he was treating them with nutritional IVs, vitamins A, C, D. And he was sent a letter by the FTC to stop discussing the treatments he was using. Now, one of the things that I wanna bring up is what control do you have over your own health? Do you have the right to decide what type of treatment and what course of treatment you should get for anything? Not just COVID-19, but we're talking about other illnesses, diseases as well. Cancer, for example. Do you have to take chemotherapy? No, you have a choice. You have a right to decide what course of action you want for your life. This is called a living will. This is called dignity of risk. This is called informed choice. Why is it that 
if I discuss a possible course of treatment with my doctor and they give me the pros and cons of this treatment, why is it that I am not allowed to make a decision for myself regarding anything that I might have? Even if I was diagnosed with COVID-19, does that mean that I, I cannot try a possible line of defense by using hydroxychloroquine or other treatments? This doesn't really make any sense, does it? And I got to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's extremely disturbing to see the arrogance from people that believe that there is only a certain group of doctors that should decide what we should be doing about COVID-19. You know who I'm talking about. I really don't have to go into a bunch of names. Now, in addition to those doctors, though, you have had thousands, not hundreds, not just a few. We're talking about thousands of doctors that have spoke out against a number of things regarding COVID-19 that they don't agree with. For example, lockdowns. I don't want to say that I didn't understand the initial point of the lockdowns when this pandemic first began. I certainly, I, I did. Novel, we don't know what it, uh, you know, the, uh, the real effects of it. It was scary. And the decision to lock down made sense. However, that was supposed to be for two weeks. At that point, there should have been a reevaluation there should have been a discussion about what to do next. Certainly, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a epidemiologist. I, I can't, you know, I can only have an opinion. I'm just going off what was initially fed to us, which was two weeks to slow the spread. And now it is uh, December. So obviously, it's been longer than two weeks. I understand that there was more to learn about the virus. I understand that we evolve, right? Initially, the idea was don't wear a mask. Fauci said it himself. For some reason, people want to forget that. Turned around and said, no, we should be wearing a mask. Okay, that's fine. Maybe the research came out that said that masks will prevent the spread of the virus. And okay, there you go. This is the, the evolving information that we've been getting since the very beginning. In other words, everybody's been evolving. Not just Fauci, not just other scientists. This didn't seem to be the same type of courtesy that the president got. The evolving information that came out. Clearly, he's the target. He's the reason why this is spread. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. I think that everybody, if you're going to blame somebody, number one, we need to be blaming the uh, China, where it came from for not reporting early on that this virus was released, that it was out there. People don't want to believe that. All they want to do is focus their attention, their anger, their hate on President Trump. And why? Because you know what? It's not really about COVID, is it? It's about getting him out. I'm not saying they want people to die. I'm not saying they, want the, they don't want this to end. But at the same time, if you're not looking at all the facts about how this has evolved and why we are where we are now, then you're not paying attention.
With that being said, why is it that supplements, vitamins, treatments, holistic methods that normally would be viewed as progressive, they would be viewed as open-minded, they would be viewed as going against the grain outside of Western medicine. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not historically what you would say conservatives push for. You could go back into the 1950s with Dr. Ansel Keys. If you don't know who he is, look him up. But basically, he is the one that gave us the food pyramid. How much carbohydrates you should be eating, how much protein, how much fat. It was really his recommendations that set in motion processed foods, fortified foods. It also set into motion high rates of diabetes, high rates of obesity. And a brave group of people came forward to express that, mm, no, we don't agree with you. And guess what? You know what? They were silenced as well. So these were typically, again, liberal progressives that went against the medical establishment's recommendation. Why is it now that there's this huge embracing of those recommendations? It's quite bizarre. It's quite bizarre to say that supplementation can't at least put you in a better position to not only not get the virus, but if you do get it, to prevent you from having severe consequences from the virus is, is absolutely odd. We definitely need to be exploring all options. Now, with hydroxychloroquine, when that first came out, it was initially, um, from the research that I read about it, why I was excited about it was that it allowed zinc to be better absorbed into the body. So if you took hydroxychloroquine with zinc and a Z-pack, all that stuff, then zinc was really the the supplement that could get into the body and help you recover from COVID. So I got it, you know, I don't know if it was the hydroxychloroquine, that drug itself, or if it was the fact that it helped uh, zinc get into the body quicker. There's a lot of research out on, the, on that. Many, many doctors went down the road of using zinc in Australia, here in the United States, in many different countries. None of that research got any attention. It was completely dismissed by the World Health Organization. It was dismissed by Dr. Fauci. And I think that is something that is going to be looked back on in history as a huge, huge mistake. Maybe not so much a huge mistake because of the fact that you could question whether or not it could treat this virus. But I think it's going to be considered a huge mistake because of the fact that it showed a movement towards removing choice from a patient. Removing the relationship between a patient and their doctor. Removing dignity of risk. Removing informed choice. 
Now, those are terms that I've used for a number of years uh, in my work with people with developmental disabilities. The idea that if you present them with vital information, even if there are risks involved, there's still, there's still a right to decide what you want. We all have this right. 2020 has been the year that this right has been removed from us. Hydroxychloroquine should have been offered to patients as a possible treatment. Does that mean that it will cure COVID-19? I don't know. I have no idea. I think everybody responds to this virus differently in so many different ways. So that's my point. Yes, it could definitely work and save lives. For a lot of people, maybe not. Maybe the idea of using the medication early on, when you first get diagnosed with COVID-19, if you do get it, maybe that's when it works best. The fact is, is that this was never, never really, really explored. Or if it was, it was immediately dismissed. Other studies that showed success were dismissed. We have about 40,000 people that die every year from medication side effects. Now you're talking about heart disease medications, a uh, Lipitor, um, you know, statin drugs, basically, uh, drugs for diabetes, drugs for a number of conditions. And there's always going to be risk in utilizing medications to treat illnesses. That is uh, half the deal, to be quite honest with you, unfortunately. It's because we're all different. Our systems respond differently to things. I'm allergic to penicillin. It doesn't work for me. Luckily, there are alternatives to penicillin, so I don't have to worry. But what if there weren't? What would I do, right? So the idea is, of course, that what works for me might not work for you, vice versa. It should still be considered an informed choice. Now, the frontline doctors that have touted hydroxychloroquine along with the president have successfully treated patients. They are board certified physicians. They are professionals. Most of them have decades of experience in the medical field. Why are they being silenced? Why is it that these men and women that are coming forward to give people hope have been told to shut up? Is there any profit in hydroxychloroquine? Is there any profit in vitamin D? Is there any profit in vitamin C? Absolutely not. There's no profit. So where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Is it fair to say because, the, because there is no profit that that is the reason 
that they are being silenced? I hope not. I really don't want to believe that. I can't say if that's true or not, but why then? Why not even the option? Why not public service announcements that come out from Dr. Fauci and others who disagree with the use of hydroxychloroquine, why not a discussion about nutrition and about supplementation? And if he has, how much publicity has it really got? I haven't heard about it. I watch the news all the time, and I don't just watch certain news stations. I mix it up. I look at headlines from all different resources. So if that info is there, it certainly isn't getting the coverage as, oh, let's say, shutting down hydroxychloroquine is as a potential treatment. The World Health Organization had a study going on hydroxychloroquine and they suspended it after a report came out in The Lancet, which claimed that data had been uh, analyzed on 96,000 patients on six continents and said that it was not effective. The Guardian reported that The Lancet had unreliable data and said that the report was false. Why did the WHO go with The Lancet's report without even checking into what The Lancet was claiming? Now, there are side effects from the use of hydroxychloroquine. The typical side effects that you would expect, right? Nausea, diarrhea, stomach cramps, probably a rash. I mean, these are side effects that you would get from any medication that you, you'd be prescribed, whether that's over-the-counter or, prescri- or a prescription medication. Nothing new. But side effects such as death, extremely rare. Just like they some, somewhat are for, for most medications. And yet it was never ever given the opportunity to be considered a possibility for a line of treatment. This really leads into the question of should you have control over your own health? Some people may roll their eyes to that question. Some people may say, well, of course, I believe that. Do you really? You really should think about that. Because if you do, then the silencing of frontline doctors the silencing of the use of hydroxychloroquine, the silencing of Dr. Brownstein, who has treated patients with vitamins and supplements. If you do believe that, then that should disgust you. You do have a right to your health. 
you do have a right to explore treatments that might not be typically used for certain ailments. That is your right as a human being. It is a discussion that should occur between you and your doctor. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, that right is being removed. Now we are moving into treatment with a vaccine. There's a lot of people that I know that disagree with masks. They disagree with the vaccine. I don't want to say they believe that COVID is a hoax, but they downplay it. I don't agree with them. I've always believed that there was a middle ground with COVID. I'll wear the mask. Six feet apart, okay. Locking down of businesses, you did it for two weeks, all right. After that, I think you're violating their rights. Does that mean that we should go back everything to normal, football games, pack buildings, even pack restaurants, that maybe there shouldn't be some limitations? Nah, I think there should be. And you know what? There's people that disagree with me on that. They think we should be fully open, that there should be no restrictions, that we should allow herd immunity to take its course because that's really the only way out of it out of this i agree i think i believe in herd immunity i think that is going to be our way out of this even with the vaccine that's part of your herd immunity actually but i don't agree with them that we shouldn't have some boundaries of course we need some boundaries here's the difference those people that don't agree with me on that that don't agree with masks that believe that we should be fully open if I say that I disagree with them, they don't get angry, they don't get emotional, they don't get upset. The flip side of that coin is the people that are extremists. They wear their mask in their, in their car by themselves. Tell me that's not virtual signaling. Does that make any sense? No, that makes zero fucking sense. To be, I don't know, maybe they were coming out of a... Re, uh, store and they just forgot i don't i don't know but it, it just seems really odd to be driving in a vehicle by yourself wearing a mask okay to each to each their own none of my business does it look like virtual signaling to me it absolutely does maybe it's not if i say that hey i think businesses should be at 50 percent If I say, hey, we should promote these treatments that I just mentioned, there seems to be this angry reaction. You want people to die. You are giving them false hope. It's ego on their part. It's arrogance on their part. It's creating 
a layer of fear that we do not need. We need to be concerned about this virus. Yes, it is killing people. Can we question some of those deaths? Oh, no, no, no. Better not bring that up either. Okay, why? The Illinois Department of Health has admitted that if a patient died from, oh, let's say a car accident, but had tested positive for COVID, well, guess what? They were going to be considered a COVID death. You mean we can't question that? This is tyranny on such a level that it's hard to imagine people, regardless of whatever your political beliefs are, that you wouldn't be upset about this. That you wouldn't be upset that a governor will go have dinner with a group of people and yet point his finger at others that do the same. It's hard to imagine people not getting upset with a mayor who tells people not to travel for Thanksgiving yet himself gets on a plane to travel on Thanksgiving. Heck, you're not, you're not upset by that? Really? You're that robotic. It shouldn't be about Republican, Democrat, what you think of this virus. We're, we are all in this together. Are they, though? I mean, all of us, the people I'm talking to right now, are those same people pointing their fingers, making rules, guidelines, policy? Are they in the same boat? Say what you will about President Trump. Yeah, did he downplay the virus? I think he did a little bit. I think he did. I think he could have probably addressed it in a way that was a little bit more... Not fear, because I, I understood that he uh, didn't want to create a, a panic with it. I agree with that. Was it downplayed a little bit to the point where maybe it should have been like, well, no, let's, you know, really uh, take it seriously by taking a lot of precautions. And I yeah, I think he could have done a little bit better there. But with that being said... The one thing we can't say about him is that he was not telling you what to do and not doing it himself. I think he used a balanced approach. Wear a mask where appropriate. You're in a crowd, wear a mask. If you're out walking and nobody's around, why wear a mask? So in other words, he wasn't a hypocrite. But we do have hypocrites that have somehow dominated this conversation, particularly CNN, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC. You know who I'm talking about. You know the term, mainstream media. They have done such a piss-poor job in discussing this virus that it should really disturb us all. 
the disservice they've done. Not reporting on the fact that if, God forbid, you were to contract this virus, your chances of survival are very, very high. If you do not have underlining health conditions, your chances of surviving this virus are even higher. The fact that, regardless of what you think about the vaccine, the progress that has been made has been absolutely incredible. Therapeutics that are out there, that's absolutely incredible. These are good things. And they don't get reported. The question is why? Is it to create a narrative one of control, one of moving more in a direction where government and a certain computer guy are going to have a say in what your health should consist of, what your health care should consist of, maybe. This is something that should worry everyone, every American. I'll end by saying that you have a right to health care. And I'm not talking about socialized medicine here. I'm talking about the right to control your health, to get treated, should you have any sort of disease, illness, condition. You have a right to explore options, to have a discussion with your doctor, to make decisions that might not be very popular with people. Again, this was typically what you would say a progressive would agree with. Not anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been my pleasure this evening discussing this with you. I encourage you to fight for the right to have a say in your own health care. And we will be back next week. Uh, hopefully I will be with the dog and Dave. And we can continue our discussion on global lockdowns. Everyone have a good evening, and I will see you on the flip side.